Welcome everybody to the trade deadline. So today's episode, we are going to talk about Dave Yeager. We are just going to get right into uh, explaining some of the good and the bad about the coaching candidate. Some fans are very excited, uh, probably fewer than the ones that are not excited. Um, We are going to be going through Wikipedia articles. We are going through old SB Nation articles. We are going to look up a ton of research and try to give everyone as much information about Dave Yeager as possible. So buckle up. We're jumping in. So Dave Yeager um, starts sort of his basketball, at least that we're going to cover, he starts his basketball career off um, as a general manager, actually, of the Dakota Wizards and the uh, International Basketball Association, the IBA. And then he later becomes the team's assistant coach and then eventually becomes the head coach uh, about three years later. And then Jaeger, they said, had immediate success, and he leads his team to a 30-10 and 10 regular season record uh, and winds up winning the championship. So after this, Jaeger remains with the Dakota Wizards as they enter into some sort of merging with the IBA, the IBL, and the CBA. Because they're coming from the IBA, the Wizards were, I guess, declared a, a lower-tier team. Um, and we're actually given a shorter schedule due to this. Jaeger still winds up leading them to a league-leading 26-14 and 14 record. Um, he was named the coach of the year, and then they swept uh, one of the teams uh, in the conference final, and then Jaeger later wins the championship, the CBA championship. The year after he just won in the IBA, uh, looks like Jaeger wins in the CBA in a lower-tier team impressive right he's already won an iba championship one year wins the cba championship the next year and then looks like he skips a year doesn't win the next year Uh, he still has a league leading regular season record um, but loses in the conference finals but then the next year jaeger loses six of his players to nba call-ups obviously this is incredibly difficult right like this is the tragedy of all nba stories where somebody loses a player loses many players or just you know one of their stars and isn't faulted because you know well look at his lineup he didn't have the players that he needed well jaeger takes this and winds up losing all that talent that he had he still manages a league leading best record of 34 and 14 was named the coach of the year again and then once I think it was two of his players return back to play after the NBA NBA is up, he wins a championship. And then after this, Jaeger actually leaves his stint with uh, the Dakota Wizards for another team. And with Skyforce, he actually meets this team that he previously coached in the conference finals. And in five games, the Skyforce come out on top and went on to defeat the Rockford Lightning uh, three to one for another championship. So in a span of four to five years, this man has won four championships uh, on three different teams. Uh, Well, two different teams and one different league. And um, so on skill alone, Dave Yeager is just a boss. I mean, he is winning championships left and right with teams that weren't necessarily the teams that it sounds like that you would expect to be winning these championships. 
And then if you need anything else, Dave Yeager's teams, the Skyforce and the Wizards, both move into the NBA Developmental League, so so does Yeager. But then he leaves the Skyforce to go back to the Wizards as head coach and leads the team again to another championship in 2006. So just think about this. You have a, a coach that in 2001 won a championship, in 2002 won a championship, 2004 won a championship, 2005 won a championship, and then 2007 wins another championship and wins two coaches of the year. This guy is on cloud nine. He is an incredible coach. And then finally, Dave Yeager enters the NBA as an assistant coach in 2007 and 2008. In 2011, under Lionel Hollins, Jaeger is promoted as lead assistant and takes over as the defensive specialist. And they go on and improve their defensive efficiency from the 24th in 2010 to the 9th in 2011, 7th in 2012, and 2nd in 2013. Who is this man? He is just the greatest coach in the galaxy. And this is where I, I just want to stop here because we're going to start getting into some of the more negative stuff. But let's just start right here. If you saw this resume on anyone else, on Dan Craig, on, on just anyone, right? This man is just a great coach or at least has the potential to be a great coach. And that's what everyone else thought. And so they hired Dave Yeager as their head coach. And this came with not the greatest of acceptance because Lionel Hollins had just led the team to the best record they've ever had in their franchise history since Vancouver in 1995, leading them to a 56 and 26 record and taking them to the conference finals. So then Dave Yeager becomes coach. It's stated in SB Nation that within five days of hiring Dave Yeager of coach, Robert Para, the uh, franchisee, wanted to fire him. Dave Yeager was leading the team to decent records. Uh, the year after Lionel had been let go, they had a 50 and 32 record. And then after that, a 55 and 27 record. Um, so they were still doing pretty well. And they reached the first round, uh, lost in the first round. And after that reached the semifinals and lost there. But Dave Yeager was having some other problems with the team. And these problems, had more to do, it sounded like, with security and money than anything else. So Dave Yeager had, I think, about a $2 million contract in Memphis. And within the first year of being a coach with the Memphis Grizzlies, he was already asking permission to speak with other teams on their head coaching jobs. Because at the moment, it seemed like they weren't sure if they wanted to keep him. And so Dave Yeager is, in his mind, trying to have financial security, make sure that he's not going to get fired. Um, it seems like that's the reason why. And they have a meeting with him and uh, Para, and they come to an agreement that uh, they're going to extend his deal to give him a little more 
comfort that he's going to be okay. And within about three years, Jaeger again asks to seek an interview. And at this point, it's reported in SB Nation, they had had enough and they let him go. And financially, it actually probably made sense for Jaeger because he was able to get a $4 million deal from Sacramento. One of the names in this list as well of teams that were interested is the Indiana Pacers. So Dave Jaeger becomes the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, taking over for George Carl, who had just led the team to a 33-49 and 49 record. Dave Jaeger leads his team in 2016-17 and 17 to a 32-50 and 50 record. After that, a 27-55 and 55 record, and after that, a 39-43 and 43 record. For context, Luke Walton had just, has just led his team to a 31-41 and 41 record uh, this past year. Again, there are many things at play in this season that his first year Cousins was on the team. I think his second year Cousins wasn't on the team. There's a lot at play within what caused his record to be better or not. But the offense did change. And to a lot of people in Sacramento, they said they got better, a lot better. They got quicker and the player development got a lot better. Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox both statistically got better. And this is why, especially after leading the team to a 39 and 43 record, the team was a little surprised, or the fans were, when they fired Dave Yeager. They had just led the team to a the highest record they had ever had since about the 2007 and eight season. And I think this is where we need to look into some of the things that may have caused this bad relationship. There was an article in The Athletic that Jason Jones had reported that Jaeger's relationship uh, with some of the players had just turned a little off. Um, One of the points was, I guess, that with Marvin Bagley, he never really seemed to connect with him. It, It left Marvin Bagley wondering if he even liked him. Harry Giles and Buddy Heald also had private concerns, apparently, uh, with him remaining as the head coach, and they just didn't like how he was handling the rotation, apparently. This on top of, I don't know if if any of you have seen, the video of Buddy Heald taking a last-second shot and uh, sort of getting reprimanded by Dave Jaeger um for taking this shot it wasn't necessarily the last second shot but it was leading up to it was a late game moment um buddy healed is trying to uh win the game and comes up and shoots a uh, shot that's you know closer to what steph curry would mostly shoot and so he gets on him keep in mind that he makes the shot but he says something along the lines of do you want a bleeping coach now there's an interaction between buddy healed and him and kevin durant even gets involved because kevin durant's a little confused and is asking you know what's wrong with your coach you hit a good shot and it just causes a very confusing situation when you're watching it play out and it causes buddy healed when he actually has to take the last second shot he hesitates and doesn't take a three-point shot, goes in for a two-pointer, and misses. And it makes you wonder if he was supposed to take the two-point shot and uh, felt, you know, that he had to miss that open three or or what. 
it just get, leaves you with a, a bad taste of Dave Yeager and player relations. And, and so I think if, if you were to boil down, if you were to sort of boil down the two um, teams that he, that he coached for, you have one where he doesn't seem fully committed because of money and being sort of scared, I guess, that he's either going to get fired or, or not really sure, um, but that he's never fully in. And you have another team where with Sacramento, he sounds like he's fully in because he's got a large contract, but he doesn't really have the best relations with players. And so with one, you don't have a full commitment. And with the other, you just have bad commitment. <laughs> and, and that leaves you with the impression that Dave Yeager is a headache uh, with players and with front office as a Pacer fan trying to get the best thing that you possibly can i don't think that the greatness of of dave yeager's phenomenal development coaching uh in the other leagues and the g leagues and in in uh the cba and all of that i don't think the risk is worth it what's to say that he doesn't see the pacers as just another stepping stone onto another coaching job and if you have something like that video, right? It, it, even if even if other coaches had issues with their players, obviously you're 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 bound to have disagreements. Um, it's known that Paul George had disagreements with Nate McMillan, um, but at least they weren't very transparent. <laughs> Is this really what we want to do for another three three years? We just had a coach that had. Um, communication problems with players do we want somebody who has actual poor communication with the players and that's that's where i stand back and think let's let's uh let's look at someone else who has um a good a good coaching career as well but doesn't have the baggage and uh, that's where i stand on dave yeager i, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, i think that's gonna it's gonna wrap it up for this one I wish you all the best and until next time.